sports staff of the Holland Sentinel. This is From the Press Box. With your hosts, Brian Vernellis, Dan Diadonna, and Chris Zatarazny. Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel sports staff's weekly podcast. Um, we are joined uh, today by our assistant sports editor, Chris Zatarazny, who is wearing chicks gear to the, in the, the office today after uh. losing the rivalry picks battle, uh, picking... He picked to Zeeland West and Zeeland East won, and uh, he had some side wagers going on. And uh, long story short, he lost them and is wearing an old tracksuit uh, from Zeeland East that looks like uh, the first thing I thought was that he looked like he was about to play against the Fab Five on Iowa's basketball team. It was a very large jacket, uh, but it was and the pants were very skinny. Right, it was they wouldn't even fit. <laughs> classic Zeeland, uh, like a seven foot big man, skinny. yeah. Um, but uh, totally worth the the joy it brought everyone into the Sentinel oh, office yes. today. Thanks to Mr. Jacob Bonema for making that bet with me as well. Yep. Boone and Tags, Dad. Yep, and uh, yeah, and you got fun. tagged, man. You totally I did. did. I did. So uh, <laughs> with that, uh, I'm sports editor Dan Diadana, and we begin our um, weekly show with our uh, talk of all things local sports. We will get. To the rivalry re, rivalry recap. Why do I have a hard time saying that? No, rivalry the double R. recap, uh, and then get to our high school picks. So we got a few other things to uh, to mention first. Starting with uh, Grand Valley State football this week, uh, they yeah. played in a top five battle with their anchor rival, bone trophy, uh, Ferris State, their rival arch rival nemesis, whatever you want to call it, um, and it was another. Epic finish. They've been great the past decade. This game has been just, um, just astounding every every year. And they lost on a trick play, a halfback yeah. option pass on fourth down to the QB. I mean, and uh, Ferris State gets the win. Uh, congratulations to Coach Tony Anise, my high school football coach. Uh, and uh, tough one for the Lakers. Uh, they played well, but uh, just wasn't enough in the end. This will be one of those kicking the butt games for them later on i don't think it's derailing any playoff it should things or anything it like shouldn't. that i, I think unless gbsu goes downhill i doubt that i doubt it too so i mean it's just one of those great rivalry games that uh you know came down to the final seconds and uh it's exactly what you want a rivalry game exactly exactly what you want on a rivalry game very exciting uh, interesting stat uh from our man caleb asking hamilton uh, Matt Mitchell is now two and seven against Tony Anise as head coaches. Wow, interesting. And we stat. all know Caleb's a Ferris. He is a Ferris fan, fan. but so. still, nonetheless, an interesting stat. That is an interesting stat, and I mean, like I said, Tony Anise is my high school coach. I know what he's pretty cool. He led Muskegon to all those state championships, um, turned around the GRCC program before uh, heading to, heading to Ferris, and he just he, he knows just, what he's doing. He knows how to win. He just knows how to win. Um, I definitely enjoyed playing for him. A um, little bit of a strict disciplinarian style coach, but uh, I guess I needed that. No. <laughs> but but I, I appreciated that too because I feel like he got the most out of everybody. The job done. Seems like he's still doing that. Uh, he really does care about uh, the kids too, which uh, is a perfect balance to that yeah. uh, that persona that he has on the sidelines. Um, not much to talk about with the Hope football team. They shellacked Finlandia, who's new to the MIAA. No, no surprises like a here. Third or fourth year program. Um, I mean, 
they're they're trying to they're new to the MIAA in football only this year, and they're trying to build something. Hopefully, they get to do that in the next few years. Um, that's a long long trips they have to keep making from oh, the yeah. Upper Peninsula, and the that thumb is also of the UP. By the long way. trips that other teams have to go to get there. Oh, yeah. So. Um, so but, I mean, a fourteen-hour drive for Hope next season. Good, good, easy <laughs> tune-up game for Hope um, as they yeah. kind of reset after having a couple of back-to-back really tough rivalry games. Yeah, they needed that kind of a game, um, especially for their depth. After two tough weeks, like we said against Trine and uh, and Albion, both at home and on the road, um, getting their depth players in and getting some experience after what were two really good battles. I mean, you kind of want your best players to rest after a while and get those other guys some experience. And this is the kind of game that was perfect for them leading up to this homecoming game against Olivet this week where their second-string guys were in the second quarter and then the third- and fourth-string guys, even the scout team at times, were in on uh, in the third- and fourth-quarter getting that experience. And that not only helps the team as, as a whole because, hey, now you have some guys that had that experience, they know what to do in those situations – and if something happens, they're there to fill it in. It's it's a good thing all around for the entire whole program um, to get that experience. But it's it's an unfortunate game where they just kind of walloped them, and there was no real opportunity for Finlandia from the opening kick. You don't want to see these blowout games, but in in Hope's mindset right now, this was actually a good game going into Olivet. Right now, pretty much everybody on their entire roster has game experience. Yeah, everyone got in that could get in. There was like three or four guys that were injured, um, and obviously they couldn't play, but. Everyone that could play, played. Sounds good. It's very significant. Sounds good. All right. And we move to the NFL. The Lions did not lose this week because they did not play. Um, although, who knows with them, right? They won some pretty big games. Uh, Kirk Cousins led uh, Minnesota to another victory, uh, this time with a rushing touchdown as the rushing game for Minnesota became quite a factor. He had a nice... Uh answer at the end is, is touchdown as well <laughs> yeah yeah you like that yeah. um or what is he he tweets now you like that i think it's yeah you like that you now. like that i yeah. like that play that's a, words there and very clever uh he he's getting it done they're getting it done i mean they they kind of started this year a little rocky with the way things went i don't think they played poorly but record wise they started a little rocky they're they're putting things together at the right time and they're uh they're looking like uh you know, strong, strong kind of a team that looks poised to make a run at a playoff spot. Yeah, and that's that's you know what they were hoping for. Yeah. That's what they were planning for. You go through some early rough and tumble kind of games in the early part of the season, and you kind of figure out who you are midway through, and and then at that point you really push it in the third or fourth year, and that's what we're kind of seeing. I think just the start of that uh, that second half of that season for for Cousins and the Vikings for sure, for sure, and they're going to be playing the lions in a couple of weeks here so that'll be exciting um in minnesota um yeah i mean in that division you never know i mean if they can what a weird division if they could beat the packers <laughs> if the minnesota could beat the packers they're gonna win the division um i mean, of course they got to beat everybody else too but yeah um you know how it goes well the, uh, the nfc norris as chris berman it's it's such a weird say. division right now that the the bears are, are top of the division with khalil mag on defense they've been strong but then you have the Packers, who have been kind of ups and downs, especially that loss to uh, the Lions, where Mason right. Crosby missed five field goals. Right, but they probably <laughs> really have the most talent. Yeah, and last night we saw that comeback again by Aaron Rodgers, which is not a surprise at all. He knows he's a comeback kid for any team. I mean, it's ridiculous what he's doing in the final two minutes of a game. And then you have the Lions, who are kind of up and down. And then you have the Vikings, who are mostly good at, at almost all the time. And then they have a little bit of slip here and there. Right. 
So it's really going to be interesting how this uh, division finishes out the rest of the season. Right. Who's going to be the most consistent the last five yeah, weeks? Exactly. It'll be interesting because it could be any of them. They're all, they all have their strengths at this point, which is kind of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's rare to see in the NFC North. You it don't is. usually see that. Sometimes this division has been so bad. That's easy. It's either the Bears you know, or the, the Packers. Right. We had a long, a long line of that yeah. in between years where the Vikings were good. Yep. Forget the Lions. Yeah. I mean, they, They're always at the bottom. I mean, all right. So before we get to the high school football rivalry week recap and look ahead to our last week of the regular season, want to give a special shout out to uh we got two golfers that made the state tournament floyd wongelart from zealand west and myra bexford for hamilton they will be competing this weekend uh in the state tournament and then we've got um holland christian zealand east tennis teams will be in the state tournament as well as zealand west's number one tennis player spencer tran read more about this uh the tennis guys this week in the sentinel um, but kind of cool that we've got a lot of a lot of different uh, different things going on with different uh, schools Some talented, and teams uh, representing players, yeah. in state tournaments. Um, and then we've got next week we'll talk a lot more about cross country because we'll have had the conference conference meets will be over, and then uh, you know we'll have regionals next week. And uh, we got district soccer going on right now, and then uh, district volleyball starts up in another week and a half. So. Playoffs by. all the time. Playoffs. Each sport starts a new playoffs. We got water polo district starting this week too. So, um, and uh, this Sunday is also Selection Sunday. So we'll find out uh, where these teams will will end up for for uh, playoffs this week. And we already know who's in West Ottawa, Zealand East, Zealand West. Will there be six? <laughs> that is the question. Fenville and Sogdok are also in. So Holland Christian is the only they make it we've never had six of our eight teams so, to make the playoffs we'll find out on friday unprecedented and then sunday we'll uh we'll let you know what happens uh for selection sunday can you imagine six teams next week and it's also hope calvin volleyball what a night i imagine a lot of uh work for us <laughs> yes it'll be one of our crazier nights we've ever had so um let's look back a little bit on some of the rivalry games um this past uh this past week um Starting with Zealand East West, I mean, we've got to start there. That was the big one for Absolutely. the conference title. That's the one that's made you wear some throwback outfits. Um, so this game, the Zealand East West game, is always awesome. I mean, there's there's been very few non close games, and it seems to always have implications too. Oh um, yeah, when they were not conference opponents, it had obviously the bragging rights, and it kind of started the year for the teams, and it was a big playoff points kind of a matchup and now the last two two years for sure and several of the last few years it has decided the conference championship or at least who could win the conference championship because this year it didn't happen in week nine it happened in week eight so uh zealand east beat uh zealand west this past year or this past week. 48 uh, 38-34. Yeah, Jacob Bonham is not going to let you forget that, Chris. No, he certainly isn't. Side wager. I, uh, uh, I'm shocked. Not not the way that Zealand East uh, came back, but how they were able to come back against a very strong Ducks team. Mm-hmm. And we all know the Ducks are – they always get they always get better with each week. And when they were up at halftime from when I saw your, your tweet at the score, I thought, okay, well, this is it kind of exactly what I thought might happen where it's going to be back and forth and one team might take the lead a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um 
but the chicks comeback like that what what an incredible performance yeah it was great i mean it was it was really incredible i mean zealand west it was close at half because zealand east scored on that 61 yard pass play with a minute to go in the half but zealand west dominated that first half like zealand it looked like it was going to be a route for quite a while and then all of a sudden boom one quick pass right after zealand west scores with two minutes to go or whatever it was 211 to go something like that they turn right back around and score and you know make it a one score game going into the half and then they went on to score 28 unanswered points before zealand west got back on the board and that is not overly surprising offensively that they would score 28 oh absolutely not yeah that seems with josh fusco and gabe taylor and some of the passing that they're able to do too they they can be very explosive offensively and it's not necessarily that surprising defensively given the fact that they've got the bottom of brothers and berghorst and right it's just fusco and everybody else on the defense that uh that plays very well but when you put that together against a good team like zealand west it's very surprising to me that they scored four drives, uh, maybe four out of five, but four scoring. Yeah. They had four scoring drives in a row before the Ducks did because the Ducks were executing. The Ducks were executing. They were in control, and then all of a sudden it just went yeah. away. And to me, that was the most surprising part of the game is that they all of a sudden cold turkey stopped the wing T. You know, like the wing, wing. I like that. The turkey wing. Uh, it was a cold turkey stop. Yeah. And it wasn't just a, oh, we slowed it down a little bit and made them lengthen their drives and whatever. They got takeaways. They dominated at the line of scrimmage. That's really what where it happened. The line play on both sides of the ball by the Chicks increased. The intensity increased, and they got off the ball better than the Ducks did for that period of time, and that's what swayed the game. And that's, that's what surprised me the most when I read your story and heard about that. That's, yeah, that scoring at four or five times or however many it was and also stopping them <laughs> all at once I yeah mean. that that is very surprising because of how good the ducks can be but we also know how good the chicks are so it, it was half surprising half not and and, right. and, and how good regard. the ducks line is exactly i mean that's to me that was the it wasn't surprising that the chicks could come back and win it was surprising that it happened all in one period yeah exactly and that they just completely flipped the switch took took over the game and had a period of time where they were in utter control i didn't expect either team to have a long period of time where they were in control yeah it felt I like it was going to be a jousting match back you know? and forth with great offensive plays and also back and forth with defensive stops exactly and uh it it was it was just really uh really interesting to see now these kind of games have happened by the chicks in the in the regular season yeah and all three times that they've met in the postseason then Zealand West has revenged them, earning a revenge win in dominating fashion. Yep. There were so many games that they, you know, they had fifty to forty something in overtime, sixty to fifty-eight or sixty to fifty-two in overtime, and then the next the, the chicks won, where the Ducks gave up sixty points yep. in one game and then gave up zero in the playoffs. Yeah. 46-0 or forty six yeah, thirteen or whatever. It, was, it happened uh, last year too. Yeah, 2012, uh, the Chicks won 60 to 52 in the second week of the season, and then the Ducks won 46 nothing in the pre district. And I covered both of those games. I've never been more That's, surprised in my life. What now, a turnaround! I'm not necessarily surprised that the Ducks came back, turned around, and won. 
or even one big because they were on a roll that year, and I'm pretty sure that was a year they were in the state finals. Um, but that zero. Yeah, it's uh, after giving up sixty. That's surprising to the same team now. But they've done it three times yep. in the playoffs, including last year. I mean, it wasn't zero. Right, 2013, the Chicks won 50 to 44 in week two, and then the Ducks won in the pre-district 44 to 13. Right, complete reversal. And then, right. yeah, again, last year, week nine, the Chicks won 28-8 to capture their first OK Green title, and then the very next week, Zeal West won 42-27. Right now, it wasn't what are, quite as lopsided this last right. time, but it's still competitive. After scoring eight, yeah, they score 42. They score 42 yeah. using the same system. Yeah, so that, that didn't change. They use the wing tee. Now, they pass a little bit more this year, but it's still out of the wing tee. Right. It's it's such a crazy reversal. Unbelievable, like how they were able to do that. It makes more sense, even, that their defense figured the chicks out. Right. But what doesn't make sense is that they the chicks hold them to eight, know what they're going to do, and then give up 40. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, is just astonishing. So we'll see what happens. We don't know if they're going to play again in the playoffs. We don't no, know if they're going to be in the same division or not. If they're in the same division, they're going to play in the first or second round, assuming the teams win. Yep. But if they're not, there's a good chance that they're in three and four separately. You never know how this is going to work out. I really don't like that aspect of it. You could have a team, one of the years, one of the Zealand teams was ranked all year in either division three or four. I can't remember which one. And then made the playoffs in the other division. And it's yeah. like, well, why are you, why do you even do the rankings if yeah. you're not even going to be in uh, the weird. division that it's expected? So yep. um, we'll see what happens, but that could be very interesting. Uh, the Holland Holland Christian uh, rivalry, you were there. I mean, we didn't expect it to be a, you know, stellar game just based on all the injuries that Holland had. Holland Christian took care of business, but Holland Christian still looked pretty sharp. Yeah. I, it, was a little, the first two drives of the game to me I thought this is how the game's going to be Holland Christian scored in their first drive and, and like all right that's expected and then Holland came back on their first drive of the game and scored and it was Jacob Larson the tight end who caught a ball on fourth down in double coverage at on the sideline almost on the sideline pretty much tipped it to himself and ran it in for a touchdown like it's like a 20 something yard touchdown reception and I thought and I just like my jaw dropped because that was so unexpected. Um, you have a quarterback, sophomore, uh, Troy Pratley, who is uh, Coach Andrew Pratley's son. You've got a, a quarterback who was a sophomore who was on JV this year to start, who shouldn't be in varsity. You've got uh, a, a junior running back who was behind on a web, and Webb was injured. Right, and, and Lika was injured. He was the starting quarterback. Yeah. So all you have is Isaac Castle at running back, or he could play quarterback, um, but he played running back the entire game with Pratley getting the experience at this point. And after after that, which was a good move, oh yeah, out of the playoffs hunt, absolutely, that yeah, that's good for his experience. And and I'll tell you, he looked actually pretty decent. Other times he was he was under duress at times, and it showed. He scrambled, he tried to make some plays, but it didn't work out. But there are other times where he was able to scramble out of the pocket and and make some throws that looked good. And with a, another year of experience, he is going to be dangerous as a quarterback for for the Dutch. So look forward to him being your quarterback next year. But Holland Christian, they did exactly what I thought was going to happen. They ran the ball. They threw the ball well. Wirebaugh found uh, Will Van Weeren and Brady Howe and Ben Slink. Um, and they ran the ball quite well. And it was exactly how it came out to be a Holland Christian win. I think it was like 37-7. to um, So they, they knew they had that kind of one wrapped up at, at the half. And uh, didn't really coast, but just practiced for this big week coming up here against Spring Lake. Um, for sure. So it, it wasn't uh, – a particularly fun rivalry game. I think 
the cards were already on the table at that point before sure. the game even started. Which is a bummer. Um, which is unfortunate, yeah. But hopefully next year that game turns into something great. All right. And then we, the other rivalry game was West Ottawa versus Grand Haven. And this was worse than Holland Holland Christian. <laughs> I will say, I don't use this term lightly, but West Ottawa put the stank on Grand Haven. It was what, 42 nothing. Uh, forty-seven nothing. Forty-seven nothing. Yeah, whatever it was, it was a shutout. Yeah, it's the first time West Ottawa shut anybody out since two thousand ten, which to me was the most astonishing thing because I remember years where West Ottawa's defense was so good and they were holding number one Rockford to like thirteen points and they were losing thirteen seven, you know, and stuff like that. And to have a, a first shutout and a, to shut out a team in the OK Red, I don't care how good you are. I mean, we saw how good East Kentwood is. Oh, yeah. And they did not shut out West Ottawa. Right. And nor should they have. I mean, it should have been a little closer than that even. But that shows you how tough it is to get a shutout in the red, especially. So that was very impressive. Uh, very impressive to me this week. And that clinched them a spot in the playoffs, yep, which is did. huge. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Saugatuck and Fenville won their games to set up this their rivalry matchup, which we'll talk about in a minute. Hamilton won their game over Wayland. Yeah, good win for good. Hamilton. Good win for them. I mean, they're out of the playoff hunt, but it's it's good. Sometimes that once you you think you got a shot and then you miss out on the playoffs, the season goes south because mentally you're just not caring as much, which is unfortunate. That does happen sometimes, and I wasn't thinking that it was going to happen to Hamilton, but it, you no, never know. Certainly not. Um, so that was good to see them uh, them fighting there. So that brings us to. Week nine. Week nine. Last week of the regular season. That's right. We've got a lot of games to get to. Um, we're going to start. I don't know where we're going to start. We're going to start. We're going to start with Zealand East at Unity Christian. Now, Unity Christian's still ranked. Zealand East is ranked. Unity Christian has only lost to the Ducks. Right. And Zealand East needs to this win to clinch the outright. Yeah. Okay, green title. Because if they lose and Zealand West wins, then they share it, even though they won head to head, which yeah. the chicks do not want to have happen. Um, so, but it's at Unity Christian. They run the wing tee also. Um, who you got? Well, I made this wrong pick last week, and, uh, <laughs> and it's haunting him. It is haunting me. Yes, it is. Um, Unity lost to Zealand West thirty-eight fourteen in uh, week six of this year, uh, and knowing that. Zealand West is better than Unity. And the fact that Zealand East beat Zealand West last week, I'm using the transitive property that Zealand East will beat Unity Christian. Transitive property that's very dangerous. Well, they stopped very the wing dangerous. T. They stopped the wing T. Um, very strong, I might add, in the second half last week. So if they can do that in the second half against a strong Ducks team, it tells me they can do that an entire game against a pretty good Unity Christian team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that they're ranked because they're in Division Four. If they're in Division Three, they would not right. be ranked. Um, but yeah, uh, easy pick for me with with uh, picking Zealand East on this one. Um, all right, now we go Hamilton at Zealand West. Now Zealand West still has a chance to share the uh, the title with Zealand East if they can beat Hamilton and if Unity uh, can beat East. can beat yeah. Zealand East. Uh, Hamilton has played very well the last couple of weeks. Um, Zealand West played well for a half not so great really for them for the second half they're looking to bounce back who you got i've got west in this game um not knowing the status of tyler stazowski 
Ty Suzowski. Uh, at Hamilton, uh, who was injured last week. We don't know what is happening there. So assuming he's out of the game, um, I'm going to go with West. Even if he was in the game, I think I'd still go with West at this point. Um, they've got a strong running game with him back there, but with him gone, it makes it a lot harder uh, to run the ball, and I think their lack of depth is going to be very hard to stop uh, a good Ducks team looking for that that win to possibly clinch a share. For sure, and they're, they want to roll into the playoffs on a roll. I think they will. Um, Hamilton has, despite all the things that have happened with their injuries and everything else, they've had a tough year, but better they're better than their record shows um but this one will be should be a pretty easy win for the ducks um all right let's move to holland at byron center this game has become interesting byron center uh beat hamilton by two points two points after a safety uh, (laughs) really weird that really changed the course of hamilton's season yes it did um holland is coming off a tough loss to Holland Christian, they've got a lot of injuries, but you know, with all with full a full lineup, would have been a decent favorite in this game. Yes, and it's also at Byron Center. I'm not really sure what to make of this one, Chris. What do you think? I, I'm not sure either. They're both two and six. Uh, Holland has, like I said, I talked about Troy Prattley last week against Holland Christian. He looked okay at times, but they didn't have much of a, a run game. Uh, that could go uh, with his throws, and obviously the throwing game is not great at all. He's a, a junior varsity player playing varsity, uh, but but Byron Center has been very down this year as well. Um, they've only scored 160 points uh, through eight weeks, which is not really good, and they've allowed only a little bit more. So defensively, they're a lot better than Holland. Um, I'm going to take Byron Center in this game just because their defense seems to be a little bit better than Holland. If uh, Webb or Liko are playing, I'd probably pick Holland. But uh, at this point, I, I think Byron Center has the slight edge defensively. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think it's a – playing at Byron Center is never easy either. I think that's an easy pick for me, um, picking Byron Center, in, given the situation that we have, um, which is unfortunate because I would have loved to see, you know, a healthy – you got a healthy Donovan Webb and Ben Lika all year. This could have been the game where Holland clinched the playoffs. Right. Um, and it's, uh, it's unfortunate which is, it's not which is very unfortunate i mean that happens it's football let's tackle football yep. i mean we get to that point um all right let's move to hudsonville at west ottawa now west ottawa's already clinched to playoff spot and i believe hudsonville has two uh they are five and three. Oh, they they are then. they all okay. they got uh demolished by east Kenwood last week 48 three well who wouldn't i mean um their their game they could have clinched was uh, Rockford. They lost thirteen seven. Gotcha. Probably should have clinched that game. Gotcha. All right. So a team. I mean, honestly, even if Hudsonville loses to West Ottawa, they could be in the playoffs. They very the way well could the be. Division one teams go around here, um, but it should be an intriguing matchup. It's a good rivalry. What do you think? Well, West Ottawa, like you said, put this tank on uh, Grand Haven last week. It was forty two nothing. By the way, I thought it was forty seven for some reason. Wasn't a touchdown in that game. I mean, they were right. they were very good. Um, Seeing as to how West Ottawa has already clinched, they might be a little more relaxed in this game. Um, I don't think they will be, but they could be. And that could be a good thing or um, a bad thing. Yeah, and Hudsonville needs that win to get an automatic playoff spot. Um, this this is going to be a competitive football game. I think uh, West Ottawa is going to have their hands full, um, but I think they get the job done. Uh, looking at how they played against East Kentwood in comparison to knowing how West Ottawa can play and how they looked against East Kentwood, um, I think – Despite the fact that West, both teams lost, um, I think West Ottawa is a little bit better than Hudsonville uh, going in this game, and 
they squeak out a win. Yeah, I uh, I hate to keep agreeing with you because that's kind of boring. <laughs> but I already have the picks pretty much locked up here. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I think if this game was at Hudsonville, I would pick Hudsonville very fast. Uh, and this makes me think. Uh, this this having it be at West Ottawa makes it a little bit more of a thinker game for me. Uh, but Hudsonville really needs it, and. Um, you know, it's it's hard. I mean, I think West Ottawa is moving in the right direction. I don't. I think Grand Haven is that bad, though. That that's uh, that's not necessarily a factor on on how this one goes. I mean, they have have clinched the playoffs. Um, yeah, the, when I started talking thirty seconds ago, I wasn't sure who I was going to pick, and I'm picking Hudsonville. I just think uh, with everything on the line that they have and how close this game is going to be, I think they're going to. Uh, I think that they they do something at the end to get this one in. Uh, yeah. Special teams play, block punt, something like that. Um, I can see that's that not a knock on West Ottawa. I just think that there's... They're fighting for a little more than West Ottawa. They are. They are. And there's, there's really something to that, especially when you're talking about good teams, uh, good and big, good big school teams. And yeah. I think that, that uh, this is always a tough game. And... Uh, I uh, decided I wanted to pick one different than you. So, cool. Hudsonville it is. Challenge out there to the uh, West Ottawa defense. Prove See if they can stop them. Uh, Should be a good a good football game. For sure. And I think they could prove me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. that's, that's, yeah. just, that's my gut reaction to that one. Um, all right. So, now we go to pl- a playoff implication game. Spring Lake at Holland Christian. Both teams need this win for the playoffs. This is a rare moment, week nine. And I think given Spring Lake's conference play, I think they must have it to make the playoffs. I think Holland Christian at five and four has a chance, still not given whatsoever, right. but still could have a chance given how strong their conference is. Um, well, especially what what gets it for me, assuming, let's assume Holland Christian loses before we tar pick. They put up 35 points on a Zealand East team who's clinched the playoffs. They put up 20 points against the Zealand West team who's clinched the playoffs. Both were close. I mean, well, the East loss was kind of large. But it was a 24-20 loss to Zealand West. Right. That's, and a, that's a good loss. And, 30, and 35 points on Unity, although, again, a bigger loss, just like just like East was, 53-35, 56-35. You're putting 35 points up on, a, on a two playoff teams. And that's yeah. Pretty impressive, right? They just need to so stop somebody. They've got a better chance at making the playoffs than I think Spring Lake. But yes, let's get to those picks. Okay, so what do you? Th- well, who do you like? I don't know. <laughs> All right, I really start. don't know. I'll start. To me, honestly, the way Holland Christian has played the last few weeks, this is an easy Holland Christian pick for me. Um, they're at home. It's on the line. They almost beat Zealand West. I watched that happen. They played great. They actually outplayed Zealand West in that game. Um, for almost the entire game and that was a tough loss for them they put everything together against holland obviously that was not as uh, big of a game as it could have been but they are uh moving in the right direction and what was more impressive about their the game against west was their defense their defense improved so much against another wing t team that runs it better than unity they did not give up 50 points to the ducks they played very, very tough, and I think that they play tough enough to get this one done. Um, I'm going to go with Holland Christian, actually, in this pick uh, as well. Um, looking at the records and kind of looking at, who, who, like I said, both teams, their opponents and whatnot, um, needing a win. I think Holland Christian plays, obviously, in a better division or a better conference than uh, than Spring Lake does. 
and it shows kind of in uh, slightly on the defensive side. Um, Holland Christian has allowed 198 points, while Spring Lake has allowed 210. Just enough of a slight difference to show that, hey, Holland Christian has played some tougher games and they've allowed less points. Um, so I'm going with Holland Christian this game. They they really need this uh, right. this win to get in the playoffs. And even if it's a big offensive explosion, I think they can be easily on the right side of a shootout. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got three strong receivers, like we had mentioned earlier, Ben Slank and Brady Howell and uh, Will Van Weeren with Weirbaugh as quarterback. Three good options to throw the ball is very hard to defend against, especially if uh, you're late in the game and you need a big catch. You know where you're going. You know, yeah. I think Colin Christian uh, pulls it out in the end. All right. All right. And now our smaller school rivalry, Saugatuck at Fenville. I've been looking forward to this game all year. Since week one, I think. And even more now because both teams – have gotten the job done they're both seven and one um they're both undefeated in the they're league both undefeated in the conference this the Div- sack division title comes down to this now it did last year too but this has it wasn't line. the anticipation wasn't there the saga or fenville was dealing with so many things with uh with their coach being suspended and with losing the first four and yep. then winning they ended up winning the last four Five barely missed the playoffs, but they the four teams they beat before Sagatuck, none of them were great. Right. So you still didn't know, and Sagatuck was undefeated. They ended up in the state finals. Yep. Yeah, and and then here we go. All of a sudden, Fenville goes to Sagatuck and puts the stank on Sagatuck, a team that still after that somehow managed to regroup. Yeah. And go to the state finals, which is very impressive. But we weren't sure what to expect out of Fenville because of how rocky the season was, because of the ups and downs, just even in the win-losses, that at that point they lost four, then won four. They lost close ones to good teams, but then they killed the teams they were supposed to kill. So we weren't sure what to expect. This year, we know what to expect. We know what they did to Saugatuck last year. We know they're 7-1 and now, and so is Saugatuck. And Saugatuck's only loss was when they tried to go for two in yeah. double overtime, uh, which is gutsy. And I think that that was really a good, a good didn't call. Didn't turn out right, but I would have made that call too, given the situation. So now you have a higher anticipated battle because it's two seven and one teams going after the conference title. It comes down to the rivalry again. We have last year, I mean, we haven't had a really good anticipated Saugatuck Fenville game in so long. I mean, last year came out of nowhere for a lot of people. And before that, Fenville had some rough years. And then when Fenville was good, Saugatuck had some rough years. So it's been quite a while since we've had a very anticipated even showdown here. I am so psyched for this game because they both teams have weapons. Both teams have a defense. Everything comes down to this again. Fenville wants to prove last year wasn't a fluke. Saugatuck wants to prove last year was a fluke. And which they I you know, it just it's it's crazy. You got so much going on in this game. This is the best arguably the best basketball rivalry we have. I yes. mean Holland, Holland Christian is a great rivalry. Zealand East West has become a little bit better. There there are rivalries in better in different sports. Saugatuck and Fenville is in my opinion, and I think in your opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, the best small school basketball rivalry oh, easily, in yes. West Michigan easily, maybe yep. in the state, because they're good all the time and all their towns show up 
to yep. the games. And that is how the football game is going to be. And now we finally have as anticipated a football game as we have a basketball game. And I am just so stoked about this. Now, who you got? Wow. Uh, leading up to this game, I, I've been excited. And uh, I won't be there, unfortunately. I'll have to cover the Holland Christian game to see if they make the playoffs, which will also be quite exciting. Um, but, yeah, this one is uh, is one I'm going to be uh, hurting to miss. This is going to be one of the best football games, I think, of this season. Uh, last year, Fenville dominated Sock Tech 47. No one, like you said, no one saw that coming at all. I don't see that happening again this year. I see a much more competitive football game. I see a football game where Brad Dunn scores like four touchdowns or five touchdowns. But I see a game also where Jace Cossie and Matthew Sanchez hook up for another three or four touchdowns. I think it's going to be a, an offensive shootout, to be honest with you. And I think Sagatuck comes out on the end of this winner because of Brad Dunn. Well, he's a special player. That's that's for sure. He's he's uh, he can take over a game in a lot of different ways, um, and he's he's led them all year. And this is his first year playing starting varsity quarterback. I mean, he was an all state receiver last year when they had Jackson Triver, who was an experienced quarterback, and they made it all the way to the state final. Um, he's very talented, and so is Sagatuck. They're a talented team, but not so fast. <laughs> So, Jace Causey has been very impressive all year. He runs out of the backfield. He catches balls out of the backfield. He's like... He he actually reminds me in a lot of ways of Fusco from Zealand East because they do a lot of the same thing. They catch the ball out of the backfield. He Causey catches more balls out of the backfield than Fusco does. But they run well. They're tough. They're all they're fast. They're very fast, but they're also agile and able to put their shoulder down and run somebody over. And I think that can just about match with Matthew Sanchez and what he, they've been able to do in their connection, especially can almost match what Dunn brings to the table with that dynamic offense. But I think that Fenville's defense can get it. Can get one or two more stops than soccer tucks defense can at this point i think that that's and that's not a knock on either team i think that they're both teams have uh better defenses than you'd think uh but they also the the sack conference is so weird because so many games are out of control one way or the other i mean i remember games where fenville was not great and fenville won three games by 40 points and they lost six games by 30 points or something like that. There was not they didn't play a single close game the entire year and that has happened for Saga Tug too. Um and it, I mean it kind of showed last year with how Fenville's schedule went that all the the good teams they played tight and they lost all of those games yep. and to, before at the beginning until they played Saga Tug. And then they beat the teams they were supposed to. They just happened to be four in a row. It would have been interesting too to see if just the schedule was mixed up if they went one loss, one loss, one loss how that would have change things too um but it's just kind of the way the schedule goes and most of the teams are pretty established in the sack you kind of know what you're getting for the most part except this game we don't know what we're getting well no. we do know what we're getting a great matchup and this could go a lot of ways i mean i think that there's a chance that Sagatuck is so upset about how last year went on the road that they come out and make a statement early and could get some payback yeah. but i really think that there's a different vibe with the Fenville football program this year. And I've noticed I've covered a few of their games, a couple of their games. They 
their confidence is different. They were a good team last year. They're a great team this year. And Soccer Talk was a great team last year, and they're still a great team. I think there's something for that confidence boost and about wanting to prove that you belong in this elite group. This is a game for Fenville to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. It's a game for them to win, could win back-to-back division championships. Yep. And it's a game to prove to themselves what they can do moving forward in the playoffs because they're going to be in a different division than Saugatuck is. And they're, who knows what their playoff road could look like. But a win over Saugatuck will give them the confidence that they could face anybody. Yeah. And I think that the Fenville defense makes uh, one or two more stops than Saugatuck's defense does. It's at home for Fenville. It's going to be nuts. And it's going to be fun. But I really think that that will be the difference in this. So, uh, And we're talking splitting hairs here about what this defense can be because they're very different in a lot of ways about how they scheme their offense and how they do things. But they're very similar in the way where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are. And that it's just so exciting to have an anticipated battle. Now, last year's upset win was really stunning, and it's always good to have some stunning games. But to have that anticipation all year and then have it also – come true that it could come the division title could come down yeah. to these two again and the way things are going with the younger kids coming up in both schools if this game continues to be week nine as it has been for quite a oh, while man. now this could be the conference title will roll through this right could roll through this rivalry every single year yeah that would and be that exciting is so that's just awesome yeah. and i think that's good for the rivalry it's good for both teams and it's good for the communities because it's exciting it brings people out, and it's it's always a good football game. And and you make a compelling argument. Um, you think defense is going to be strong for Fenville? They've allowed 121 points through eight games. Uh, Sagatuck has allowed 184. A little difference there. Offensively, here's the difference: Sagatuck has scored 399 points through eight weeks. Man. Fenville has only scored 248. Only. Now only, only. <laughs> yeah, that's still a lot. But that's when you compare it to Sagatuck. They have scored a lot more, and they played some. Uh, they played some tougher teams as well, including Schoolcraft, where that's the only loss in double overtime, right? Forty-nine, forty-eight. So it could go either way; it could go any way possible. This is going to be a great football who's gonna, game. Who's going to force a fumble right away to set the tone, oh. or who's going to block a kick at the end, or who's going to bat a pass down on fourth down? I mean, there's so many little things that could decide this this game. And then again, who knows? One team could come out guns a blazing yeah. and really take control. Um, you never know. But I just, I just love the ante- anticipation of this this battle. And I will, I'm going to shout out to anybody who doesn't have a game. Yeah, absolutely. That you're affiliated. Go there. With. You don't have. It's not your alma mater game. If you're not from Holland Christian or from one of the Zealand schools, and you just want to go see a good game, go see this game. Um, and then go see him play basketball too, because yeah. I think that's an experience that you can't duplicate. Um, but this this is going to be that kind of game, and uh, it's going to feel like uh, you know like like a Friday Night Lights movie. It really uh, show will be kind yeah. of a ga- kind of a game, and I think that's very exciting. So, um, so yeah, so I got Fenville on this one. All right. So I'm giving you a sporting chance now because we've got two different picks than each other. Um, you lead you, by four. You still cannot win the regular season title, but who knows what the playoffs will bring. Well, it should be interesting. We'll That's see what right. happens. That's right. Maybe you can be like the Ducks and get me some payback right. in the playoffs. That's we'll see right. how that goes. Um, but anyway, so great football still out there. 
And then we've got five teams in the playoffs for sure. And you know what? Six. We haven't even talked about Michigan, Michigan State play oh, this weekend man, against yeah. each other. Um, that's going to be a great, great matchup. It always Holy is. Cow. But man, yeah. after the way those teams have been playing, we'll have a lot to talk about with Michigan and Michigan State next week. Uh, who you got? Uh, going up to this game last week, I would have told you Michigan State. I didn't know what Michigan had. They kind of been all over the map. Uh, Michigan State. We've talked about this before. They just they just know how to win late, even if they look kind of crummy. And that happened again this past week at Penn State, which is a very hard place to play at. Uh, going to Happy Valley, winning there. They won late in the game in the fourth quarter to stun that Penn State crowd, and that was courtesy of Brian Lewerke. Kudos to that offense and Lewerke for finding that pass and getting that those those plays down. Um, on the flip side, Michigan dominated Wisconsin, which to me is quite shocking. Wisconsin is very good. They hadn't beaten a top. 25 team or something like that in quite a long time and wisconsin is known to run the ball they didn't do that very well at all and the defense for michigan just like stood tall they they did their job and more um right now i've got michigan going into this game at michigan state it's gonna be a very difficult place to play obviously uh, michigan has in the last 10 games are two and eight they just don't know how to beat michigan state this is this is a game for jim harbaugh to put a statement down and i thought last week this past weekend was a statement for him um, and it was impressive enough to kind of lean me towards a Michigan win on the road, uh, led by Shea Patterson and Karan Higdon on the offense. Not so fast. <laughs> uh, I agree that the Wisconsin performance was stunning, but so was the performance against Penn State. Yeah, This is a kind of pick that I've made in the past with our high school picks. Until Michigan can prove that they can win at Michigan State, I'm not picking them to win at Michigan State, especially when both teams are coming off huge wins and with Michigan State having one more time being upset. This is the season for Michigan State. And so I think Michigan State finds a way to get it done, be it a weirdly blocked running punt or some sort of something. But, I mean, my on paper, I want to say Michigan wins this game. In my head, I want to. I don't know what I want. Which one is which? In the in my heart, I want to say Michigan, not because I care, you know, but because I, that's how I feel. Yeah. But my brain is saying, "You've got to be kidding me! They can't beat Michigan exactly. State." Exactly. Yeah. So yep. until they do, I'm going with my brain, which is weird. Um, you know, you know, us Italians, it's, we love going with our emotion. Well, it's a smart um, move. It's a logical move after what they've. But, been able to do. but prove it, Michigan. I mean, yeah. you, I, prove it. I think this could be a great game. Um, they always are. Oh, yeah. A noon kickoff, uh, too, so we'll know early on Right. What's it wasn't, was it last year where it was just boring? Wasn't that game boring last uh, year? I think it was last year. Two All years kinds ago. of punts. Yeah. Wind and rain, right? All that crazy rain and everything like that. Yeah. And it was just... Uh, yeah, that was last year. Yeah. I was at that game. That was wild. Like, it was just... I've never been so underwhelmed by a rivalry game. I think this year the intensity flips, and I think oh, yeah. we will be overwhelmed by how intense this is. But again, until Michigan can win at Michigan State, I say no go. If it, this game was at Michigan this year after what happened this week, I would have picked Michigan. But I don't think I, – I just don't see it until until they see it. Yeah. And then, it's know. hard to win at Spartan Stadium. It's a tough place to play, and Michigan has proved that they can't win very often against Michigan State in the past 10 years. So – it's going to be a tough game for them, but I think I think Shea Patterson and that offense uh, gets it done. So, Either way, it should be a great football game. For sure, for sure. All right. And, uh, yeah, 
Watch the Sentinel coverage this weekend to see how right and how wrong we are. And we'll be back next week to talk about how wrong Chris's picks were. Of course, right? And uh, <laughs> we'll see what we can get him to wear next week. And, uh, yeah, get out and enjoy some football while you still can. And, uh, yeah, have a great week. And we'll be back next week. Next week.